Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. The Ann Arbor region has been known as an artist mecca for years. In nearby Dexter, they take art outdoors. For 55 years, the little town of Buckley has hosted the Old Engine Show, and it's steaming back in full force this summer. It's time to celebrate blueberry season in South Haven. And the Woodward Dream Cruise is ready to take over Woodward and the M1 Concourse. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Thanks for being with us again this week as we travel around the state of Michigan right here on the radio. We are going to be talking to some folks uh, who are helping to bring about some really cool events this summer. So you're going to want to know about them. And as you travel around, you might want to consider these events as reasons to go to these places. A lot of people, they will look for events on the Michigan.org events uh, website, that page, and they'll make their decisions on where they go specifically because of the events around the state. So we're going to introduce you to some of these events. Some of these are going to be brand new to you. Some will be better known. So let's get right to it for today. We're going to start out today's program in the Ann Arbor area. Ann Arbor is just a you know a great town, but around Ann Arbor has these really cool smaller towns uh, like Dexter and Chelsea and you name it that I just love. We're going to head to Dexter today to talk to the city manager and city clerk doing double duty. He is Justin Breyer. And Justin, I'm really happy to have you on the program today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. We're going to talk about uh, uh, kind of a different uh, way to do an art festival. Uh, in Dexter, you've been you've been uh, bringing about the Paint Dexter Plen Air Festival uh, since what 2013, right? Yep. So we're we're going into the festival's tenth year. Now I've seen this before this this word P L E I N, but I had to ask you before we went on the air. What does Plen Air <laughs> Festival mean? Why don't you explain that? Sure. So um, the concept of uh, Plen Air is um, uh, considered open air um, artistry. So um, going out and painting the natural landscape, um, painting buildings from the outside, painting downtown, um, going out and painting farms, barns, hay bales. Um, these are all things that we frequently see in the pieces that our artists produce. Now, uh, so for the festival, which is August 15th through the 20th, so it's coming up very soon, um, do people just kind of wander around and, and kind of peek in on the artist work, or uh, how, do, how do people take part in the festival itself? Sure. So um, our artists will check in on Monday. And uh, starting on Monday, they will be in and around town um, with their canvases and their easels and their paintbrushes. Um, and uh, they'll be downtown. They'll be in our parks, um, 
producing pieces for the festival. Um, and that lasts through uh, Friday morning. Uh, Friday morning, we open our festival tent where we'll have all of the pieces produced during the week um, available for display and sale. Hmm. And so um, we, we open the tent uh, Friday afternoon and then uh, goes through Friday night. We reopen it Saturday morning, and we close it for good uh, Saturday night at 8 p.m. Well, very different than a typical art festival where these artists, you know, typically they may have produced the these pieces of work that they're going to be displaying and selling. They may have used the last year, the last couple of years or whatever to put their collection together. In this case, are all of these pieces that will be on display and for sale created just during this week then? So um, we, we've broken it up, and we, we've kind of become a little bit more lenient over the last couple of years, but um, uh, we'll have the competition pieces, all of which have been produced uh, during this year's festival, so over that week. Um, and then we allow our artists to submit um, two pieces from previous Paint Dexter plein air festivals. Hmm. And then we also have what's called a quick draw competition, Um, Friday morning, where artists will go out and they actually only have three hours to produce a piece. And uh, that that is also a competition category. Wow. And so we may have, you know, 30, 40 artists going out that morning and they have three hours to to do the best they can. And then they come back, submit it for competition and uh, for sale. Wow. Very different. Now, the medium, are these all paintings? Are they drawings? Are they pastels? Or, Or is it basically anything that the artist wants to use? So we're open to a variety of different mediums. Um, We do get um, a majority of them as paintings um, in a a variety of different painting mediums, you know, watercolor, acrylic, gouache. Um, But then, you know, we we do also get some who will produce um, pieces through um, pen or ink. Um, And it's always interesting to see kind of how the medium reflects the piece that uh, that the um, the artists come up with. How do how do the artists feel as as people are kind of wandering around watching them? Are they comfortable with that? So um, a lot of the ones who or a lot of the artists who spend their time in and around town um, really enjoy the public interaction, and that's kind of part of of the the fun of painting outdoors. Um, some of the artists who are less comfortable with with folks kind of looking over their shoulder as they're producing a piece will go somewhere a little bit more hidden, um, and uh, that's their way of kind of getting out of the public eye and sure. um, having some time to themselves to to produce their piece. Right, everybody's different, but uh, this is a different festival, a different type of art festival. What a neat idea! It's the Paint Dexter Plen Air Festival, and it's coming up very soon, the fifteenth through the twentieth of the month. For information about this, go to paintdexter.com. And I have to tell you, uh, as Justin uh, intimated, uh, I mean, Dexter is not only art-friendly, it's a cute little town that you should check out. Uh, in fact, Justin, what is the uh, the website for the, the city itself? Uh, the city's website is dextermi.gov. Sounds great. Uh, Dexter area. And again, that website, paintdexter.com. Or thanks to Justin Breyer for being with us today. We're going to head up to Buckley next to check out an engine show here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. As I have traveled around the state of Michigan, every so often I drive by a, um, a field or, or showgrounds or whatever, and I see signs saying, well, this is where an old engine show is coming up. And I always think, an old engine show, what is that all about? Well, we're going to find out about that uh, by talking to Jim Looper. He is... Uh, from the 55th annual Buckley Old Engine Show. You're one of the trustees of the Old Engine Show, right, Jim? Correct, yep. I'm on the executive board as a trustee. Very good. And uh, I, so I will just start right out by asking you this, because you know we talked briefly before we went on the air, but um, I, I, I've always been intrigued as I've driven through Buckley and then a few other places around the state as well. And you see you know, a bunch of like old tractors either kind of on display all the time or just signs saying, hey, you know, this is where the show is coming up. So the Buckley Old Engine Show is coming up in Buckley, south of Traverse City, and it's coming up uh, the 18th through the 21st of, uh, 21st of August. So what is this show all about? Well, our, our mission statement is preserving our agricultural and industrial past. So we kind of expand. It originally started as just an antique tractor, steam engine, um, sawmill, stuff that would have been, you know, a staple on the farm, mm-hmm. um, you know, starting in the 1800s through the uh, the 40s. Um, and then we've kind of expanded that, and we have a, a big 250 horsepower uh, steam engine that ran a, a, a flour mill in Grand Rapids. We have that permanently on the grounds. Um, wow. We have, um, you know, every imaginable tractor you can think of, uh, the oldest being 1898 uh, right up through 1976, which is our cutoff. So you can see how the tractor evolved, you know, over a 100-year period. Huh? Um, and yeah. then we have hidden mist gas engines, too, which were, you know, before electricity on the farm to pump water or do your laundry or uh, shell corn. If it was either by hand or a, what's called a hit-and-miss gas engine. Wow. And, how, uh, how, how unique. So that, well, you know, Jim, I, I was as you're describing this, I'm thinking about some of my visits to the Henry Ford Greenfield Village because Henry Ford had kind of the same concept of of collecting and preserving these exactly. you know, devices yep. that were modern at one time. But he, you know, he... Also, like your group, he knew that these would be of interest at some point. And in there, you can see these steam engines and tractors and such. But to have the. We actually have yeah. one of the steam engines that used to be in Henry Ford Museum. Wow. Um, one of our members who's deceased now, and he was one of the founders of our show, purchased it at one of Henry Ford Museum's auctions. And um, it actually has presidential history it used to belong to president harding's father and you can see that running at the show every year too well i do want to talk about the show specifically but you were describing what's on your your showgrounds all the time you have a 400 acre showground property there in buckley that is very impressive it it, well you know it 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 encompasses the showgrounds and our camping facilities because we draw about fifty thousand people over the four days um, we have a, a huge flea market, 450-lot flea market. That takes up quite a bit of space. And then our showgrounds, of course, and then our campground. Um, because most of the equipment isn't stored there year-round. I mean, tractor collectors or engine collectors or anti-car collectors bring it there for the weekend. Wow. So, um, you know, we have, the, and of course, they camp there. So, And you, can, you don't have to bring anything. You can just come and camp with us for the weekend, mm-hmm. too. So. 
Yeah. And enjoy so, everything. So for the for the average person who has never been to one of these shows before, bring us through the you know, the show itself. What what will we expect to see when we show up? Well, besides the antique tractors and um, gas engines that I've already talked about, um, we have a we have two steam trains, um, a full size nineteen eighteen steam train uh, with passenger cars that takes you on a mile ride, and we have the one four scale steam train that used to be in the Traverse City Zoo. So those are giving rides all day long free of nice. charge. Wow. Um, we have the. Only one known to exist, it's a 1907 snow engine, and it's 1,100 horsepower, and it's mammoth. It's one of the largest gas engines known to exist, and um, it's running on air right now. We don't have it running on gas yet, but uh, that came from um, West Virginia, where it used to pump natural gas. Wow. And we have a, um, a recreation of a 1900 street front, too. And that's where you board the, the full-size train. We have a depot, and then we have uh, and it, it, some of the buildings are historic, and some of them are recreations. But we have a barber shop, we have a, a harness shop, a blacksmith shop, print shop, um, general store, and um, it's wow. fun stuff. Well, I, I've seen often um, on the expressways or roads or whatever people. Uh, pulling uh, old tractors like John Deere or whatever, and then so often they look, you know, pristine. They're they're really taken care of, but they're obviously quite old. Are these the types of tractors that might be on display as part of your show? You, you will see everything um, at our show because some people, um, you know, want their tractors looking like, let's say it's a 1922, but they want it looking like it just came out of the showroom. Yeah. Other people leave them how they found them. So it's it, it's kind of a taste when it comes, you know, like in the anti car world too. You you know you you see them all restored to to better the new condition, or you see them um, as found. And so it literally runs the gambit. Um, we have steam tractors, you know, because before gas engines were uh, prevalent, tractors were all run by steam, and those are giant, massive machines, you know, right up through antique garden tractors. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I could certainly see this be of interest to people in the agriculture industry, but I'm thinking about the kids, the families. This must be just a blast for kids. Oh, we, we not only do we get a lot of kids as spectators, um, we have a large, um, uh, we kind of pride ourselves in being a family-friendly event. And a lot of our members, our working members, are, you know, it's their entire families. Yeah, so, I bet. You know, because it takes about 1,500 of us to put the show on. Oh. Um, so uh, it takes all hands on deck. How do you get that many volunteers in a little town like Buckley? Our membership comes from uh, not all over Michigan, but all over the country. Yeah. We don't just have members. Actually, most of our members do not live in Buckley. Wow. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, you know, teeny little town, but you're putting on this big show. Now, you have, I think it's called the Northwest Michigan Engine and Thresher Club. Uh, is this the group that actually puts on the, the program? Yeah, that's our, our, our proper name. Um, but Buckley Old Engine Show is a lot easier to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. So, And you mentioned, you know, the, the kind of the rides. Any other events or demonstrations that people might want to know about and schedule around? Uh, during the show, um, we have, or, or throughout the year. Yeah, during the show itself. During the show. 
Uh, well, you mentioned children. We have a lot of ch- children events. We have a scavenger hunt where they go all over the grounds. And kind of, it, it's actually they don't realize they're learning history yeah. as they're doing it. And right. And we also pride everything being once you pay your gate fee, everything is free. We don't, um, you know, we don't charge you to ride the trains or anything. So um, they can do a scavenger hunt. We have a, a kitty tractor pull where they use those little pedal tractors with a transfer sled. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do that. Uh, we have a tractor slow race, which sounds ridiculous, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> the, the slowest one wins. That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so- and, and, of course, there's multiple buildings, too. You know, like I, I mentioned, yeah. we have a foundry where they can watch um, – um, stuff being cast with molten metal. We have a 1800 sawmill um, where they can see, you know, a, a working sawmill. We have a cider mill where they can get um, a free cup of cider. What you know, it's a 1906 cider mill. Um, wow. We have, you know, just just. There's a lot to see. You really couldn't see it all in one day. I can't imagine. You know, it's so funny because when I saw this was on the schedule, I thought, okay, well, let's see what this little thing is. I had no idea it was so big. So it's the 55th annual Buckley Old Engine Show, and it's coming up the 18th through 21st. And little old Buckley, what a cool thing. Bring the family, show the kids how food is is made, you know. I'm always suggesting that, that we bring kids to farmer's markets and and to go to farms and, and you know, to, to watch that process, to go to UPICS. Here's another great opportunity, as Jim said, for kids to learn without even knowing it. So, Jim Lupert, thank you for, for bringing us this today. The website is buckleyoldengineshow.org. And uh, check it out there and then go and enjoy. It's going to be a great time. We're going to head to South Haven next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. This time of the year, as we've been talking, there were so many festivals and events to go to. It's really hard to decide which one you're going to go to, especially in August. I mean, August is just full of big and small events all over the state. So one thing you can do is you go you go to Michigan.org. You'll find the events section in several places. Or just just use that uh, little spyglass feature and put in events, uh, and you'll 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 find that. And before you know it, you're going to have a whole bunch of events to choose from. Our next guest is going to tell us about one of the big events in West Michigan. It's called the National Blueberry Festival. So let's bring in Jeff Weber. He's the director of the one and only National Blueberry Festival in beautiful South Haven. Jeff, it's good to have you with us. Good to be here, Dave. Thanks. So the festival's coming up really soon. It's the 11th through the 14th, so we're only days away now. And before you know it, people will be able to uh, converge on Little O South Haven for one of their um, their products that they produce, uh, one that they're most proud of, the blueberry. I never actually tried blueberries until a couple of years ago, and now I love them. I don't know why I waited so long. But people shouldn't wait to go to the festival either. So what are some of the things that, that you feel people should look for when they come to the National Blueberry Festival? So, first of all, Dave, you, you've, you've just tried blueberries. I can't, I know, I can't believe that. I know when I grew um, up in the area, that's the sad thing. Uh, that's crazy. I know. Um, so, we, so we celebrate all things blue, blueberry. 
We've got our Blueberry Central Market, which kicks off on Friday at 10 a.m. But we on Thursday evening we do the blueberry we do the blueberry pie social, mm-hmm. and there we we name and crown the the blueberry queens <laughs> as they serve pie, um, and then then we toast the harvest for the year. Everyone gets their sparkling blueberry juice, and we get we toast the harvest on Thursday night just to kick off the festival from there. And is that all downtown then? That is all downtown at the Huron Street Pavilion this year um, on the pavilion stage. That, I have to tell you, if you've never been to South Haven, first off, it's just a great town for a lot of reasons. But that pavilion, that event pavilion, has to be one of the finest in the state. It's perfectly located and perfect for events like this. So uh, that's a great place. Yeah, and it and it converts to an ice rink in the yeah. wintertime. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just great. Works out well. So you, so you have all that uh, starting that, that Thursday. Uh, with the blueberry pie social, is that like one of those pie eating contests where everybody gets blueberry all over the all over the place? No, that is just a pie social with ice cream, and you get to talk, meet with your friends, talk, meet the queens and the and the kings. Also, I can't forget the kings. Yeah. Um, so we, um, it's it's just a social. It's there's no there's no crazy. <laughs> crazy eating quite yet yeah so as the week goes on you you start out with the the nice um uh pie social the blueberry pie social and a nice way to bring the community together and bring visitors together and then from that point on um what happens with the festival so on friday night we actually have south haven's own nate barnes country artist nate barnes kicking off our Thursday night entertainment. He is up and coming Nashville artist that is just, we, you know, everyone in Southwest Michigan is hoping and thinking, fingers crossed that he's going to be a big, a big country star here soon. So at seven o'clock on Thursday night, he, he kicks off, um, kicks off the festival. All right, very good. So you you have the 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 music as well, and is it basically just kind of like a week long, um, you know, hang around atmosphere of blueberry, or do you actually have events uh, popping off like every day? Yeah, we we we're definitely full with events. As I mentioned before, the Blueberry Central Market, which we celebrate all things blueberry, in that every vendor. Every unique vendor in there has a blueberry-themed item for sale, whether it's candles or the all the farms are up there selling blueberries and selling pies and and all sorts of different things. Um, but we also we also have, as you mentioned, the pie eating contest. Oh, okay. Um, which is on Saturday. Hmm. Uh, pie eating contest presented by Meyer. On Saturday, we we started at one o'clock, and kids, everyone, kids, adults, everybody can enter, get in there, get your face dirty. Oh yeah, that's not that's <laughs> ruin your fun. clothes. Maybe. Is yeah. that? Um, do you also have like a, a banking competition where you know the best pie is chosen? So that's a great idea. We have not had that, but that is definitely a, a 
a great idea. I'm thinking that, Andy Griffith here. Yeah, I yeah, and put it on uh, Ambi cooking the <laughs> yeah. cooking the pot. Yeah, I, I um, did see something about like a recipe exchange of some sort, which which looked interesting to me because I don't know of any place that where they would actually exchange recipes. So you have you have all these kind of localized things as part of the the festival. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's at Blueberry Central Market where you can just exchange how you make your pie a little different from, you know, your neighbor or South Haven makes their pie a little different from Grand Junction or from Stevensville or any, you know, anything like that. So how about uh, parade wise? Is there a big parade? Absolutely. The parade, we were, we were a little worried that we weren't going to be able to pull that parade off this year just because of just like every, anybody um, is, you know, labor yep. you know, um, and volunteer labor is a little harder to come by than paid labor but um but we we've had a we've had to step up from a, a few people step up and volunteer for that so our parade will be saturday steps off at saturday at 11 a.m and it's sponsored by the grand champs one of our one of our big farms in South Haven. So. Well, you, you mentioning farms, um, I, I would hope that there'd be opportunities, because I know you can do U-Pick for blueberries in the area. Is that part of the festival as well? Yeah. So we we, sell, we obviously cannot forget about the farms. Where Farm Day, uh, there is scavenger hunt where you visit the farms, visit a handful of the farms, and you will get a prize from from the farms, from the Blueberry Central Market um, info booth, where you're going to the farm. It's bringing people away from, you know, out to the farm to pick the product and to, you know, just experience, learn more about the agriculture of the region. So, Well, I love it when communities have festivals that really speak to what's important about that community instead of just a music festival. Everybody does music festivals, but yep. in this case, blueberries and, and that crop, that's not just part of the community one week. It, it's a big part of the culture. And you can actually go to South Haven, you know, any time of the year, and you'll find a lot of blueberry products and some stores that kind of specialize in, in that right downtown. Yeah, the I in the blueberry store is right on well, one of our sponsors, True Blue, um, has the blueberry store right on Phoenix Street, right downtown, open all year round. You can get any you know, anything blueberry I, from the, from them, yeah. Yeah, and well, I know you're you're relatively new to the uh, position of being director of the festival. What have you thought about uh, South Haven so far? I love it. It's it's a great I mean it it really is a great community. Um everyone cares deeply about the community i i was with the rotary club a few days ago and they just you know they they had great questions they're really concerned yeah because of um, covid yeah well there there were so many festivals in that situation where uh they either had to take a pause or just you know have a much reduced festival and now we're getting back to the point where we're bringing everything back so i'm really happy to see that that's happening with the national blueberry festival now uh, for folks who have never been to south haven it's in the west side of the state right along lake michigan beautiful little waterfront community that you're going to want to go to great restaurants wonderful downtown 
retail shopping as well. And as Jeff was saying, that um, that beautiful, you know, festival uh, uh, area, that venue is really wonderful. And that's where a lot of these things will be happening for the National Blueberry Festival. Uh, to find out more, go to the website, blueberryfestival.com is the website. And that event, again, is August 11th through the 14th. So we're only days away. You want to make sure to make your plans right now. And then just head on over there. Make sure to go to those U-Picks. You know, make sure to go to those farms. Support them. But also, it's a blast. And there's nothing better than fresh blueberries. The website, blueberryfestival.com. We're going to try something totally different on the other side of the state. The Woodward Dream Cruise next, right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We've been talking about some of our special events around the state, and some of these are relatively new. Others, like the last one, the Blueberry Festival, has been around for a long time. This next one, I I think this is the first one. Let's find out. Let's bring in Dave Sherman. He is Vice President of Special Events for the M1 Concourse, this really cool place in the Detroit area. Uh, and uh, it's an. I'm going to have Dave actually explain what it is. Dave, first, thank you for being here. Uh, really oh, glad to pleasure, have you Dave. with us. Thank you. Uh, we're yeah, gonna, it's awesome. And we're going to talk about this this event, the Woodward Dream Show. This is the first year you're doing that, right? Uh, it's actually our second. Um, second. The first okay. year we did it, yeah, last year, um, and we celebrated, you know, kind of hot rods and muscle cars and and all the things that kind of you know, brought Woodward to life. And um, uh, last year, I actually gave award as the uh, master of the cruise and the award oh. went to Bob Larrabee. Oh, how you cool. Know, with all the work that he had done, you know, with the Autorama brand and the things that, uh, you know, he passionately did for automotive, you know, cruising and car culture, you yeah. know, no better person to to celebrate everything that's, you know, Woodward and car culture in America. I bet. Well, the Woodward Dream Cruise has become ubiquitous with, you know, Southeast Michigan, with autos, with people who love cars, love to drive, love to just sit and watch them go by. But your show is kind of complementary to it. So we'll, we'll ask you what the show is and why you put it together in a minute. But first, let's make sure people know what the M1 Concourse is, because it is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, um, M1 is a very unique thing. Uh, so we are located, everybody says location, 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 right? So we are actually on Woodward Avenue. Our The corner of our property is at South Boulevard and Woodward. So if you know where St. Joe's Hospital is on Woodward, just north of Square Lake, you know, about a mile and a half north of Square Lake is South Boulevard. And, and then you run into our, our, our track and, and club. Um, we have 275 uh, individual garages on property, and the, these are the most un- unbelievable car corral man caves yeah. <laughs> that you can wrap your head around. And then we also have a mile-and-a-half-long uh, road course um, that is made up of you know, basically 11 turns and some elevation changes, and um, it's, it's, it's just a very unique property. So if you've got 
you know, octane running through your veins mm-hmm. like I do. Um, you know, it's it's going to work at your at your hobby when you're on property. Well, and and I don't know how long M1's been around, but I know you made some real big improvements last year uh, with a new uh, facility. Tell us about that as well. Yeah, we, we sure did. So um, last year, there was a lot of investment, actually, the last two years. So we opened up our fourth phase of garages. Uh, we're very proud to say that we're sold out. Um, the only way now you can get a garage is if somebody resells one. Um, and then we opened up our 30,000 square foot um, event center. And the event center is a very unique building. Uh, one side of it is basically built out, um, you know, for a, a future restaurant or catering or hospitality. The second side of it is um, three different ballrooms, you know, that can be either, you know, s- separated or c- combined together with full AV. But the thing that makes the, the building so unique is it's really a 360-degree uh, building. Like, there's no backside to it. Yeah. So the, the doors themselves for the ballroom, are these giant roll-up garage doors, and they're actually on pit lane. So, like earlier this year, General Motors was here, and they did a, a big corporate meeting. And um, after they were done with the, you know, ballroom presentation, if you will, they rolled up the doors, and all the guests walked outside, and, and they're on the track, yeah. you know, to see the cars. And um, it's it's such a unique place. So we've had everything from bar mitzvahs and weddings to new car launches and, and press events. I mean, it's literally something for everybody here on, on property. And, you know, with that big, beautiful building, you can watch those cars go on that track, and uh, you're right there. I mean, you're right next to that track. It's I'm actually really standing cool. upstairs, and the, the guys from Extreme Experience, you know, that bring out all the exotic uh, supercars for drive experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're on the track for the next four or five days. Nice. And I'm staring at, there goes a new Corvette. There's a <laughs> Ferrari 488. I just saw a Aventador go by, a Shelby GT350. Wow. Oh, wow. there's a GT3 RS. I mean, it's just car after car on the track. And, yeah, what it is is, uh, you know, if, if you're an avid golfer, you want to go play Oakland Hills. Yeah. If you're a you know, avid boater, you know, you want to go to, you know, the nicest marina, you know, that you can find in on the east side. And if you're a car guy, you want to come here to M1 yeah. and enjoy cars and car culture. Well, especially, you know, during Woodward Dream Cruise, talk about a perfect blending of big event with a beautiful place with the M1 yeah. concourse. So you have the Woodward Dream Show coming up the 19th and 20th, and it complements the cruise in which way? You know, that that is a great way to look at it, Dave. Um, we didn't want to take anything away from Woodward. Uh, you know, I'm originally a California kid, but I've been in the auto industry my whole life. I always read about Woodward. I moved here uh, in the, you know, mid-90s, and I just had no appreciation for, you know, car culture oh, no. until you're here. You can't right? until and you're here. You can't. I don't think you can. You can't appreciate it no. until you see, you know, 40,000 great cars and <laughs> a million people all lined up. But there are also challenges that come along with that kind of grassroots event, right? Like if you've ever been to Woodward, it's like, where am I going to eat? Where yeah. am I going to park? Yeah. Is there a clean bathroom anywhere? Like there's, you know, it, it, you know, you see a great car and then you see a minivan, an SUV, and something that's rusted out that doesn't belong on the road anymore. And then you see another great car. Yeah. And what we wanted to do was focus um, the Woodward experience that weekend so we created what's called our woodward dream show and this year 
the big show will be on Friday. Um, we've got, I think it's now 14 or 15 different classes. And, but the show itself is not a curated uh, concours. Like we've, we've been to concours before, yep. and there's good and bad to those too, right? It's, it's a great collection of cars. But, you know, it comes down to, you know, what judges think about that individual car. Our car show is all a people's choice voting award. So you, so you so, have like, like hot rods and muscle cars and whatever? Absolutely. We've got everything from, uh, you know, well, this year we're celebrating the 32 Ford because it turns 90. Right. Uh, Lincoln, believe it or not, in the Zephyr brand turns 100. And the Pontiac Firebird is turning 55 this year. Wow. So... We have a focus of those three classes, and for example, some of the uh, 32 Fords that we're getting are, it's just the collection of the best of the best, um, and some are glass cars, some are original steel-bodied cars, but th- what happens is with Woodward, Dave, is that um, there's so much chaos and so many cars out on the road, it becomes dangerous and risky to put a ultra-high-dollar valuable car out there um you know, driving in that kind of traffic. Yeah, it's a different so, it's a different thing, isn't it? Because it really is it, designed it is. for everybody on the the Dream Cruise itself. It is absolutely. So what we've done is uh, we we focused it down to some classes, but we basically have a class for everybody. I mean, I've even got classes for modern import performance cars because that is still part of car culture and cruising. So. Um, we ask that people, you know, enter their cars in classes. Right now, we're right at about 250 total entries, and we're still accepting more. Well, and, and it's a class you know, for everybody. Yeah, and I love the the fact that you've taken this beautiful facility. I mean, the M1 concourse. I mean, I I can't think of any place I've seen of this type, of this quality that is available anywhere. I mean, anywhere. So you need to check that out, and then blending your big event with Woodward Dream Cruise. Genius idea. It's the Woodward Dream Show, and it's coming up August 19th and 20th. The website to find out more is m1concourse.com. And I want to thank Dave Sherman for being with us today. Uh, Again, that uh, date is August 19th and the 20th. And that's all the time we're going to have for Travel Michigan for this week. Thanks for joining us. Please join us next week right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.